What do butterflies, Matt Damon, and turtles have in common? The answer coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Hi, everybody. My name is Kelly. Welcome back to Happily Ever Active. I'm glad you're joining me for another episode. And uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed last week's episode, my interview with Jesse Blondin, three-time Boston Marathon qualifier. Lots of great lessons to pull out of her reflections on her fitness journey, especially how her relationship with physical activity, her relationship with running evolved over time. If you're interested in supporting the show, why not just follow the show on Instagram at Happily Ever Active Show or myself personally at kelly.dell, D-O-E-L-L. Or you might even want to pick up a copy of my book, Feel Like It. And today's topic is part of a full chapter on the mental side of expanding your fitness horizons. Trying new things is one of these skills that doesn't get enough attention outside of some light lip service. Now, it's not uncommon to get the suggestion to go and try something new if you're kind of in a rut. But the discussion almost always stops at how to do this. How do I navigate the mental side of that process, because it can be tricky. And let's face it, the fitness landscape is full of intimidating situations, especially if you're new to this whole game. During my days as a new member onboarding specialist for gyms, I could really feel the anxiety people had over joining a fitness center, especially if it was their first time. It's a big decision to just show up, and it can be even more harrowing to dive in without really knowing what to expect. Yet, this is what happens over and over again. There are so many groups out there dying to expand. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to find them. And they fully believe that they would be a positive addition to your life. And we've never had so many options than we have right now. But that process, moving from a peripheral participant in an activity to a full participant, is tricky business mentally. And there's a lot of fragility in the early stages of trying something new. I've experienced this for sure. It's a very vulnerable process. And a negative or stressful experience early on can have lasting effects and leave a bitter taste in one's mouth. It can strain the relationship you have with your body and with physical activity. And ultimately, that's what exploring new things is, isn't it? It's putting yourself out there. It's breaking out of your routine or your comfort zone a little bit and engaging in something that you hope will give you many returns. If the lifestyle you're currently living isn't making you happy and you're feeling unhealthy or you just really don't like how you feel from day to day, you'll have to put yourself out there and jump out of that bubble in some fashion, at least dip your toe in some new water in order to break that funk. That's sort of part of the deal. And there's a great quote that summarizes this. It goes, Behold the turtle. It makes progress only when it sticks its neck out. And that's a perfect encapsulation of what's going on with trying new things. And if you haven't listened to it, um, I think it's episode one or two. I can't remember. It's about fitness as a relationship. I established that I, I treat fitness as a relationship, not an outcome or a look or a measure. It's not based on a scale, your speed, or the mirror. And in so doing, by treating fitness as a relationship, the actions we take 
to establish a loving relationship with fitness become a lot like dating. I dive into this in great detail in Feel Like It, uh, as I mentioned in the chapter Playing the Field, so feel free to check that out. As I will always maintain, one of the errors that people tend to make when they're starting a fitness routine is that they go back to some unpalatable, demotivating experience that they've had in the past. In essence, they keep returning to their ex, hoping that things will go differently. And, I mean, you and I know that it rarely does, doesn't it? And when it doesn't, people still blame themselves as if there's something wrong with them. And really, the dropout cycle is more about compatibility. An uncompatible relationship is an unsustainable one. And it's really more about that than about being lazy or lacking willpower. Because when you find a compatible relationship, a compatible situation that really resonates, you don't feel as lazy. You don't, you don't need as much willpower. And all of that said, to break out of those patterns, to break out of old patterns, you'll need to find some form of compatible match and do that thing, do that activity in resonating ways. This is really the secret recipe. Find what fits you and doing it in resonating ways. That's pretty much all this boils down to, but we don't really do this. I'd definitely be remiss here if I stopped and said, just go out and find something that you like. Try something new and go find something that you like. That's just not enough. And so let's deep dive into that process a little bit more this week. Let's get into the guts of gutting out a new fitness experience. Now, there's definitely a segment of the population that has little issue with trying something new. They perhaps are a little bit more adventurous than the rest of us, and they can jump into things and go, oh, that was cool, with little anxiety, with little hesitation. But in my experience, that group is far outweighed by those so-called wallflowers. I can relate to that because I'm introverted by nature. That makes diving into something new more of a hair-raising ordeal. <laughs> it's never really come naturally to me, but I've gotten better at it, and I've come to see this as a an area that needs a lot more work in terms of people's fitness journeys. We, of course, seek comfortable experiences that we know. This recoil that people have to new experiences is a, is a problem. And so what ends up happening is people sort of go to a gym, they go and do things that don't work, or, you know, like they they jump back on that cardio machine that they never really sustain for any real meaningful period of time. and while all around them, they, there's things that they could explore, things, new things, new experiences that are almost literally arm's reach away. In fitness centers, when new members come and join and they go and repeat demotivating experiences, it's a missed opportunity for the fitness center and for the individual because there are opportunities that perhaps are just arm's reach away that could really change the game for them. Like, I mean, we're talking like 10, 20 feet away, there's a, a class that's going on that could really change their their outlook their mindset towards fitness just like that and so addressing these sticking points these hesitations is important and i started asking people more and more what is the thing that really prevents them from trying anything new whether that's inside a fitness center or beyond in the great beyond and so the most popular answers you won't be that surprised to hear they are hesitant to try things because it's going to make them feel incompetent they're going to look kind of out of place or look like they don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're worried about what people think about what they're wearing, their clothes, or whether they look fit enough. 
or whether they, in fact, can keep up, and they fear themselves getting hurt. When any one of these anxieties enters the fray, it can be really hard to shake, as you can imagine. So how can we do it? That's kind of the point here. How can we overcome the mental barriers to trying new things? So first, let's try and find some general perspective on this whole process. When we talk about anxiety and feeling nervous and, 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 and recoiling from something new, we really are talking about getting those butterflies, those nervous butterflies we feel in our gut. And the butterflies we get when trying something new, even when you, you might be just thinking about doing something new, are a good thing. And I'll explain why. Many cultures actually see the butterfly, uh, at least symbolically, as something to do with resurrection and reinvention. So these feelings are ultimately trying to tell you that you're on the cusp of something cool, really cool. I mean, when you think about it, you don't get nervous before you brush your teeth, something you've done thousands of times. That's some boring stuff right there. There's not much of a challenge to it. There, It's not really a cool thing. There's nothing transformative about polishing your bicuspids. So really, I'm telling you is to embrace the butterflies. Don't fight them. Don't try to avoid them. In fact, their presence is symbolic of something. You're in a very positive state of readiness. Those butterflies are probably telling us that there's something cool, a cool experience on the other side of this, something you've probably been curious about for a while. And we'll get to that part in a moment. So when it comes to not being able to feel what you never touch, we have to create an experience around the thing that you're interested in trying. So go spend time in the environment. Watch videos on YouTube to get a sense of what to expect when you go and do that thing. If it's at a facility, even tell the facility that you are pretty nervous about trying this thing, you're just starting out, and would like some extra assistance. Anything that will not only get you out there to do the thing, but put you at ease when you're there, these things are important to include in this process. And what this ultimately does is it clears the anxiety deck a little more, so you can really get a chance to feel the activity fully enough to know whether you like it or not. And as for what new thing to try, where do you start? Well, I've said this before in earlier episodes, but if I were to ask you what you've always been curious about trying, like right now, what comes to mind? What would you say? Take the most intriguing one off of that list and start there. What is that thing for you? It'd be great if it would be a little convenient that you can do, you know, close to your home or work, but just start first off with the most intriguing thing that you've been curious about over the last little while. In the fall, last October, one of those things for me was going indoor bouldering. And so I went because it was something that was high on my list. I've been curious about it for some time. I chose to go at a time when it wouldn't be busy. I brought a buddy of mine who's a real good sport, who'd done it before, who we could goof around a little bit. I got an orientation from a staff member. And then my buddy and I took an hour or so and played around. We climbed the wall. We tried different things. Our arms almost fell off because what I didn't know is how tiring it is, especially on your forearms, to climb a wall for an hour. It was an extremely positive experience that now I've planned to do with my kid, who, to say the least, is an eager climber. So even though I know the mental barriers to trying new things well, yes, I still get nervous about it. I just try and make it through those early sticking points by having a little bit of a plan. And a good plan will transcend 
all of that stuff that we go through. And for me, doing it with someone else and making it a bit of a fun, self-deprecating experience really helps. But that's just me. So what about you? And again, if the idea is that we find a lasting marriage with movement, a relationship we can sustain enjoyably for years rather than just a couple of months, we need to play the field. We need to get out there and date fitness. Double date with a friend if you need to, but date we must. And after a couple of new experiences, I guarantee you will feel the confidence grow in you. Now, of course, you'll try something and you might not like it. So be it. But you've learned something really valuable and you can put that little voice that's asking you to go and try it. You can put that voice to rest, right? So go on then to the next thing on your list of curiosities. The more that you try things, the more that you try new things, the bigger bucket of likable options you'll have at your disposal. Even if they don't become a mainstay in your routine, they can be super awesome options to break a funk or crack yourself out of a hiatus if you find yourself in one. And they can be a really powerful go-to thing to rebuild momentum when you feel you've lost it, whatever that reason or whatever the cause is. So the question of the week, the question I have for you this week is really a cluster of questions. So what is on your try list? What have you been curious about that your gut is saying is worth testing out, worth exploring? Where can you go and do that thing? Who would be a great person to invite to come along with you? And planning ahead a little bit, when can you set a time to go out and do it with that person? So what am I really asking here? Make a plan and go get the data. And what is that data, really? Is it enjoyable enough that you feel like going again? So crack into that curiosity and turn that wonder into an action plan. And I want to leave this week's episode like this. When you're right in the thick of things, when those butterflies are mounting, when you're feeling anxious or nervous as you approach doing this new thing, think about Matt Damon. In the movie, I Bought a Zoo, Matt Damon's teenage son was really nervous about telling a girl how he feels. He was tangled up in his nerves about it. And seeing himself in the young man's position, Damon says, quote, You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane bravery and I promise you, something great will come of it. With that, I want to wish you another week of motivating movement. Thanks for joining me. And until next time, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.